I get up there and there's no stands. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll just set my, I'll, basically, I'll just set my Bible mm-hmm. down until I need it. Well, that, well, then, so I set it down, I'm drinking my coffee, and I felt like God say, nope, just go from memory. Just go with what you have. And I was like, yeah. number one, you literally just gave me something to talk about, and I'm not allowed to go, yeah, quote from or, the yeah. Bible. So, yeah. anyways, it was... But it was good. Not I, my, yeah. Not my favorite. What do you call it? Not my favorite way of doing. Something. Way of doing things. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. to be a bit more prepared. <laughs> but yeah, it it seemed to work out well, and <laughs> and it's yeah. I honestly, it's not a. It wasn't a memory thing. Mm. Um, I. It was literally one of those where, uh, I was talking and. As you could probably tell, I was talking a bit slower, <laughs> and like as I'm talking, praying, God remind me what's that, what's that next verse? What was the next yeah. thing? You know, and yeah. so that was yeah, not my plan at all. So yeah. you can well, tell Rich, his memory's great, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that has nothing to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, I I yeah. hope I don't start yawning. Maybe I oh, should have taken a nap too. I don't know. I might have to go run around the <laughs> run, run, run around the church and then uh, yeah, and then cozy like, oh, yeah. then. <clears throat> hmm. Um. So, anyways, wanna welcome you to our are, podcast. Are we going? We're going. Oh, we are. Okay. We're doing this. <laughs> well, thank you. Welcome to Shoot the Breeze, a series on our podcast that celebrates the messiness of life, relationships, and Christianity, featuring my wife, Lacey, and myself, Nathan. It's creatively titled because it will be just us shooting the breeze, uh, sometimes with guests, while occasionally saying something important. We hope you enjoy. I'm here with uh, my mom, Jolene. I want to start singing Jolene, Jolene. <laughs> yeah. Do I was gonna say? Is do you get that? Do people a do lot. that? A lot. I, I've often said that if I got a penny, even just a penny, for every time somebody has to bring that song up, I would probably be rich. By Jolene. Jolene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, no, I'm here with my mom. Yeah. Jolene Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, and to start off, I want to ask you a few questions, okay? Okay. It's what I ask some of my guests. Okay. Most of them. Oh. So if you had to, uh, what, is your f- what is your favorite way to waste time? My favorite way to waste time? Uh, I guess I'd say sleeping. <laughs> 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 oh, you know me. I try to keep pretty busy. I don't know. You No, I was going to say one. I know something that you, like, often happens is, like, if I'm at your house or something, I'll be like, hey, how'd you sleep or something like that? And you're like, oh, we went to bed at, like, 10. And, man, I uh, stayed up. To like two on Facebook. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you know what? I I don't go on Facebook that often. I don't oh, go yeah, on Facebook okay. about. I think I would... it it used to be Sunday afternoons. Yeah. I would I would go on Facebook, mm-hmm. but um, 
I would say probably since COVID. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I would say it's probably like every two to three weeks. That's awesome. Yeah. So then that's why yeah. it takes me a long time to go through the whole yeah. thing because I don't go on very often. So so okay. when I do, I go through the whole spiel <laughs> till I get to the end. <laughs> so, yes, then it does take me several hours to right. do that. Okay, so favorite way to waste time is sleeping and scrolling on Facebook once a week, once every couple of weeks. Yeah. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Uh, tell me about yourself. What do you? Who are you? What do you do? Uh, who are you married to? I don't know. Do you have kids? Anything like that? Oh, boy. Do I have any kids that I claim or do you know? <clears throat> do you have any, let me rephrase that, Mom. Do you have any successful kids? <laughs> um, well, okay. So what What do I do? I, I like gardening. I, um, I'm married to Rich Beach and... We bought a house a few years ago that we're in the process of remodeling. So we've been, in the winters, we normally work on the inside, and in the summers, yeah. we work outside landscaping and, well, and stuff we were, like that. We were just talking, <clears throat> sorry, you, Rich is, Rich is my stepdad. He's retired now, or or like a year-ish? Well, it... And then you have like two more years. I, yeah, I'm planning right? on working two more years. I'm a teacher yeah. assistant at the high school in Superior, Wisconsin, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, he he just hasn't been working. It, it yeah. all started with COVID and being a cook and restaurants closing down sure. and yeah. stuff, and then with his hip, <clears throat> he went back to work, only working... I think it was two and a half hours a day, and um, he had a degenerative hip problem. And um, anyway, the hip bone was caving in on itself um, due to lack of blood circulation. And um, anyway, he, yeah, when they opened up again, he went back like two and a half hours a day, and Mm -hmm. his hip was just bothering him so much, it was like... I can't do this. So, yeah. but now he's got a hip replacement and yeah. And he'll be um but anyway, we we don't foresee him going back to work. So right. so it, yeah. it's I I say it's kind of an anticlimactic retirement. I feel sorry for him because <laughs> it wasn't yeah, it wasn't like a definite date that you could set that yeah, I retired and we had a retirement party and all that. It was just kind of one of those Things that kind of yeah dwindled Whoa. dwindled <laughs> yeah. down to nothing. <laughs> so we we were talking last night, and I it apparently didn't hit me. Me and Lacey have been married the same mm-hmm. as long as you and Rich. Well, yeah, you guys we are like we got married the same year. Yeah, you guys are we like just, a year ish. Yeah, ahead. we just got married at the beginning of the yeah. year, and you got married at the end. So, so crazy. I'm still yeah. flabbergasted by that. <laughs> And then, and, well, and you guys have known each other the same amount of time as Lacey and I. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to think. Yeah. Yeah. I would say maybe we've known each other a little bit longer, but because we met in June and then you went to ABI, yeah. you know, well, in been... o- September, October. So, oh, okay, that, okay. Yeah. So, so it's yeah. Crazy. We're, yeah, we're just a little bit ahead of you, but. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Proud of you, Mom. So, well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, okay. What is... Uh, okay. 
when in conflict or disagreement, are you a flight, fight, or freeze person? I would say more of a freeze. Okay. It's like my brain goes dead. I can't think of a thing to say. I, And then it, it takes me a couple of days to process. And yeah. then it's like, oh, oh, I should have said this. Oh, why didn't I think of that? Oh, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. So I, I tend to freeze. And then I takes me a while to process right. things. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, <laughs> I do remember that. I remember that. Yeah, you, uh, you, you and me are a lot alike. Where I, uh, I usually am like, oh, I could have had that amazing comeback. Oh, mm-hmm. that would have been good. Mm-hmm. Do you, <laughs> not that I've ever done this, but have you ever been like, oh, if I could have another conversation with that person, I'm going to say that thing. And then have you ever, again, hypothetically, because I've never done this arranged a conversation so that you can say that thing? I, I, I can't honestly say one way or the other. I just can't think of it. Because mm-hmm. here again, you're putting me on the spot. I wish you would have forewarned me about the question. I don't know half the question. <laughs> that's the thing, Mom. It's like, I don't know the questions I'm going to ask. It's going to yeah. come off of just, what we're talking yeah. about. <laughs> anyway, I, it would have given me time to think about it. You All right, know? I'm going to ask. That's my problem. I, I have to have time to think and process <laughs> before. <laughs> I, I'm vaguely reminded of my conversation with Jeremy and Josh. <laughs> Yeah, and and you know I'm, you you guys can just you you guys just keep going and rolling and all that, and I'm oh, just man. like, oh man, how are they so quick at responding and all Me that? And Lacey? No, you you and Josh and um, thing is, we talk Jeremy about nonsense. And, it's easy to yeah. come up with nonsense. <laughs> I I've told you how. Our podcast, Mine, Jeremy's, and Josh's, mm-hmm. is the only one I've when ever had to edit. I know edit. that you've had to edit. Yeah. Yeah. You did, you did, by the way, do a good job editing. I mean, we could tell where you had, but you, you did do a good job. <laughs> Thanks, Will. What other things have I been doing a good job? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Okay. So you're a freeze, freezer. Yes, freeze. I am. Okay. I am. <laughs> Mom, are you ready for my next question? (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have way more fun with this. Oh no! I hope you can answer this one. Like I hope this is a per like a you. So I, what what would you say is your love language? Okay, so my yes, it's my phone. phone Yes, I know. Go turn it on. Go turn, go turn it off. You want me yeah, to you got me. Are you cut it? No. Well, nope. I'm, we're all going to wait. Me and my three other listeners are just going to sit here. Oh, my goodness. No, I didn't realize it until it started ringing. I, I, I should have said, Mom, yeah. make sure all of your electronics are off. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of which, I'm actually turning my... Uh, Making sure my computer's turned off as well, <laughs> so I don't get any anything coming in. Okay. So All right. We should be good now. So. 
Anyway, so what is my love languages? Yeah, do you, my... so you, you have, like, receiving gifts. You have, um, like, quality time, words of affirmation. Um, let's see, gifts, quality time, words of affirmation, physical touch, touch yep. and... Um, Meaningful words or meaningful words, words or, 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 or acts of service. Acts of service, yeah, yeah. And mine, yeah, duh, because that's what mine is. is oh, acts, acts of, of service. service. Oh, okay. And so, oh, okay. I would say that that's number one, and then two would be um, meaningful touch. Okay, so, so like a hug. Yeah. A jab on the arm. Yeah. Well, Rich is so good at rubbing my back or my okay. feet or whatever and stuff. What are that. his? What are his love languages? His is quality time and touch. Okay. I would say probably touches number one, and then um, it's time. not service. Because he like the reason I'm asking that is he. It seems like he really likes to serve. He he does. Okay. He does, and and that's why I think we're such a good team. You know, like helping out at church and yeah. stuff like that because he 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 does like to help yeah. people. He he has a very caring heart. And, yeah. You know, and spirit, yeah. and um, but. <clears throat> <laughs> Excuse me, but but yeah, his is more okay. quality time, um, and you know, I mean, just like during COVID stuff like that, just going yeah. for a car ride with him or yeah. um, something like that was. I would have totally thought it was like acts of service yeah. because he's such a good. Yeah, he he is a person. server. Yeah. He he does have a servant's heart, but he. Um, yeah. yeah, he rather it's it's more the spending time together, I okay. guess. Oh, so he you, likes you know to ser- I mean? like he likes to serve with people, he, kind of. An yeah. Idea. So as long as he's with people, it doesn't matter what he's. Oh, okay. Right. Right. <laughs> Maybe him so, and I are going to have to do some yard work together then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Two birds with one stone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's mm. it's the spending time together and stuff. Okay. Cool. Um. So you guys have been married. 16 years? Uh, you would have just celebrated your 16th? Because I, I think we're... S- 17th. 17th. Okay, yeah, because we're seb- celebrating our 17th. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so you guys already 17 yeah. years together. Um, in that time, and I know we'd spoken previously about divorce and and that, but, like, in the 17 years, what would you say have been... Uh, you know, back up to to maybe your divorce and maybe his divorce too. But what are some things that you saw in such a tumultuous time? What are ways that you saw God's provision in that? That you saw His like faithfulness in in that? Oh boy. Um, are you are you talking about once we've gotten together, or are are you talking? Well, okay. About... Let's well let's no back up to like the divorce. You know, something mm-hmm. that. Um, for most people is such a devastating time. And mm-hmm. the reason I say most people is because some people are just like, divorce, divorce, divorce. Yeah. But like, I know, you know, for us growing up, never thought divorce was an option. Mm-hmm. But so like during those such a difficult time for you, um, what are some ways that you saw God's provision during such a difficult time? Well... I, I would say for both of us, neither one of us wanted the divorce. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it was tumultuous for us. I mean, if either one of us had our way, we definitely would not have gone the route, yeah. you know, yeah. that our marriages went. I 
for Rich, I guess I would say for him, he just thought it was the end of his life. Mm. He just, I mean, he just thought there's no, you know, there's nothing ahead for me. You know, my marriage is done. My life's over and stuff. And so he went and got a rope and he was planning on hanging Mm. himself from a tree. And, um, he had three dogs and he said he, you know, he went to the garage to get a rope and, and he got the rope and, and he said his dogs had never done this before. But, um, anyway, they jumped on him and knocked him down. (laughs) And he said it basically was knocking some sense into him. Like, you know, what are you doing? And, and he really feels like God intervened there that he used the dogs to, um, knock him down in order to knock some <laughs> sense into him, you right, know, right. and wow. um, <clears throat> and stuff. And so from there, it's like, okay, I've got to get help. I, so he he called his, um, he was a Catholic at the time, and so the only person he knew to call was, you know, the Catholic Church. And mm-hmm. he talked to the priest there, and and so the priest told him about divorce care, and, yeah. and, and that's how he, and he said, you know, personality-wise and stuff, he's not a, He's not an extrovert or anything, you know, yeah. and and so for him to go someplace where he doesn't know people or or anything it's a like huge that, step. yeah, it it yeah. was it was a huge step for him. But yeah. but he said he just he knew he needed help, and he knew, you know, that um, um, getting it from a spiritual source or whatever yeah. was, you know, the best place to go or be or whatever. So. Um, yeah, so now, you know, like he says, he really feels like God used that to intervene in his life. And for me, I mean, well, you had asked me about miracles or whatever, and so I don't know if you want me to get into it now, because I feel like... Hold on, for those of you listening, listening, I rarely know the questions that I'm going to ask. I just usually have a vague topic that I might want to talk about the person, you know, talk to the person about. My mom came prepared with a sheet of paper and stories. <laughs> if you're not, if, if you're watching the video, you got to see it, but <laughs> yeah. it's awesome. You're the most prepared guest I've had. Oh, really? <laughs> well, I, again, it goes back to the that freezing, yeah, yeah, the yeah. freezing. So I, I have to have a little bit of well, they, can I see your? Can I see them? That way, I can ask questions. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but no, so like, what? Yeah, so like, what are some of the whether it's provision, like what someone might consider like natural provision, right? Like, oh, there was mm-hmm. nothing supernatural or miraculous about it, but you living it, looking back, can be mm-hmm. like, no, that was absolutely God's hand, or that absolutely supernatural provision. Mm-hmm. Like, what are some things like going through that? difficult time yeah what what were some of those for you well um i i would say that you know probably oh i was gonna say maybe the biggest one was financial just because i had always been you know a stay-at-home mom housewife whatever and so hadn't worked outside the home i mean i did for a few years before we got married but then you go you know 20, 25 years without working in the workforce. <coughs> Excuse me. My um, mom's getting over COVID. 
I'm the mother of a CF child. <laughs> we both have the same thing. You don't have CF? No, I don't have CF. I have CF. I, I feel like that gunkiness. Oh, you because you have COVID. I had the gunkiness before COVID. <laughs> so I... <laughs> Mom, you I, should be wearing I, a mask right now. Oh, what are you just, doing? I think it's just part of all that hereditary <laughs> gunk stuff. My dad had the same thing. He, we talk about the, the How, part, like the part being gunk. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, excuse me. But also, um, you're getting over COVID. Yeah, I'm over it. I'm done. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, anyway, um, I, you know, like there's a lot of fear. And stuff, and just God just meeting me, you know, in various places in mm-hmm. that area of, um, you know, protecting me, I'll take care of you, I'm watching over you, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I would say, um, financially, there's a few stories that I like to tell about. Um, I had some foster kids, and one day I was walking with one of the foster girls, she was. I want to say five or six years old, and we were just going for a walk, and and she was. It was a Sunday afternoon, and she was wearing her dress from church and and stuff, and and you know we find a penny, and so um, you know we had pockets, and so stuck it in the pocket, and took a few more steps, and here's another penny, and then another one, and another one, and another one, yeah. and it was just like, I I guess I was just picturing somebody with a bag of money just either walking or riding their bike down the street with a hole in it and that you know just like dropping and i mean we were going blocks and finding pennies and she you know it got to the point where she was holding her dress out like this and we were filling it up and then we we had gotten um close enough to our house i said well tell you what i'm going to run in and get some ice cream buckets Mm -hmm. and so we emptied her dress out and we just kept following this trail of money wow and when i took it in (laughs) It was like $34. Oh, my goodness. Of pennies. I mean, it was all pennies. Wow. And it was just like, you know, I mean, yeah. to me, that that's a miracle. It's like, you know, and nobody else was there walking down the streets picking right. up money or whatever. It was just us two. And, hmm. and you know, it was a, just a provision from God yeah. or whatever. And, and um, we were talking about medical insurance and stuff oh, like yeah. that. And, yeah. And um, working at the school, I was working part-time, but I feel like God gave me a full-time job with medical insurance for just the span of time that we needed it. Yeah. Because then I lost my full-time job and had to go yeah. back to part-time and and stuff. But I feel like um, God provided that job for, you know, the amount of time that we needed it in order yeah. to get you through to... To eighteen right. or whatever, and right. and stuff. But you know, just just too how you know God meets just your little sometimes wants or desires and stuff. Sometimes because I would say that the next two stories I have to tell are definitely not needs. They were just desires that I had. Yeah. But one time I had gone to the gas station to fill up the car with gas, and um, they happened to carry my favorite chai tea there. And it, it was something that you couldn't buy in the stores or anything like that. It was just something that um, they had there. And so I'm walking out of the store, 
And I'm like, oh, man, it's been so long since I've had one of those chai teas, and it sure would be nice to have have one, you know. Yeah. And I looked down, and here's some money laying on the ground. Picked it up. It was the exact amount that I needed That's for that awesome. cup of chai tea, you know. Yeah. And it, to, to me, those, those things like that are just like, you know, just little taps on the shoulder of God saying, you know, I'm here. I, right. You're my child. I'm taking care of you. I know what your needs are. I know what your wants are. Right. You know, I'm I'm here for you and stuff. And and pretty much the same thing happened another time. I was um, I only had so much money for groceries, and so I was sitting out in the car looking over the list and trying to decide. Okay, what were the important things to buy and and needed and stuff and and trying to fit it in with that amount of money that I had and so I went in and got the items and when I went up to the cash rid, um, you know to check out yeah, um, it came it went over like it wasn't much it was like two cents five seven cents something like that and I'm like oh no you know maybe I didn't I forgot to figure in tax on something or whatever right. even though most of this stuff was groceries and um Anyway, so I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I, you know, apparently I figured wrong. And so I was trying to think of the few groceries I'd gotten, which one I should delete. And and the gal um, said to me, she says, oh, don't worry about it. Um, somebody else left a dollar here earlier just, you know, for this type of thing. And yeah. and um, so, you know, she's, here, she's like, here, I'll use this dollar. The thing I forgot to tell you was as I was walking into the store, there is pop machines there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I walked by the Pepsi machine, and I was thinking, oh, man, nice cold Pepsi would sure be good about now. You know, it's been so long since I've had a can of Pepsi. And so, okay, so that's my thought going into the store. Well, so she's like, um, here's a dollar. Don't worry about it. It's covered, taken care of, whatever. Yeah. Well, so then when she went to give me the change, I'm like, no, you know, you keep that for someone else. Yeah. yeah. And she says, we're just about ready to close. She says, I really don't want to leave change hanging around. She says, you take it. You, you know, yeah. just just take it and consider a blessing or whatever. Stuff. So I'm like, oh, thanks. Well, so then I'm walking out of the store with my bag of groceries, walking by the pot machine again. And it's yeah. like, Oh, hey, now I can afford a can of pop. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, so it, just little things like that, you know, that I don't know what other people might call them, but I consider them a miracle. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. This is one of the many resources we make available for free at our website, cultivaterelationships.com. Our resources have helped people grow in their relationship with God and others. Uh, We've seen people set free from uncontrollable anger and paralyzing fear. We've witnessed estranged family members be reunited after working through our freedom booklet. We've helped people build healthy relationship and coping habits through our coaching videos. And all of these resources are made available for free because of the generous support of people like you. If you would like to become a partner, please visit cultivaterelationships.com slash support. Now, I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. How do you value those little things? 
I guess maybe it's a better question. Like, how do you, how would you help someone value those little things where someone could write it off as well, that's just a coincidence or oh, that's just Julian, that's stupid. It's a pop, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, why was it so important for you? And then, and then to that, how do you? I guess what would you say to someone in terms of valuing those little, little things? So I start off with, why was it so important to you? Like, what was it that you were thinking or praying or going through that you were like, oh, wow, this is a, this was a very specific answer to what you were walking through? Well, I would say, for one, you know, a lot of times when you do go through divorce and everything, you know, you feel rejected, you feel not validated, um, you know, and, and, well, like in my case, you know, maybe not everybody's in my case, you know, I mean, I was just really praying that um, things would work out to where the marriage could be restored and everything. And so sometimes you do start, um, you know, feeling like, God, are you there? Are you, do you really care about me? Do you, you know, sure, but yeah. you're thinking more on the terms of, I don't see you doing anything. And, um, you know, in restoring the marriage or, you know, just stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. um, I was going to say some, you know, I mean, you do have those questions and you do, um, you know, experience um, some, what's the word that I want? You know, questioning or wondering, you know, yeah. it's God there yeah. or whatever and stuff. But like the way I look at it is God just kind of, you know, poking me on the shoulder and saying, yeah. yep, I'm, I'm here for you. I'm, I'm yeah. listening. I know, I know what you're going through. I, you know, and stuff. I, um, Why I am it? taking care of you. You are my yeah. child, and and I see your needs. I see your wants. I, yeah. you know, I I am here for you. It's, you know, but in order to grow spiritually, and it, even in order to mature as a human <coughs> being, you do have to go through difficult times. Yeah. If you never go through difficult times, you never develop. Yeah the things you need to develop in order to become an adult or in order to become a more, you know, mature Christian. So why is it, why is it important to value those small things? I guess, why have you found it to be important to value those small things? Like there's not like a neon sign that says, Jolene, Jolene. It's going to be okay. You know, like, (laughs) no, but like, right? Like, Like, would you say it's been incredibly rare where you see this thing and it's like, oh, okay, that's God's hand reaching down Mm -hmm. to me. It's, at least in my own life and and Mm -hmm. knowing you, it seems to be these small things that we almost have to choose to value that that's God speaking to us. I don't know. Well, I I guess I look at them as being stepping stones, you know, kind of in a way. And... And so every, every time you do go through the valley or, a, you know, a um, problematic area of your life or whatever, um, 
it's just that reassurance from God that I'm I'm here. I'm taking care of you. I'm looking over you. I you know. How would you encourage um, someone to value those small small things? Mm-hmm. Or maybe maybe a better question is why why value them? Because I feel like that's what strengthens mm-hmm. your walk in the Lord, and it it's it's God showing you that you can trust Him. And and you have to, it's kind of like building, you know, the um, memorials or the, okay. you know, it, to me, it's like looking at those things and it's like remembering, you know, um, um, yeah, just, just remembering and, and that's what strengthens you. And so then when the next time when you go through a, valley situation or something you can look back on this those situations and like oh yeah you know the last time when I was having problems and stuff this is how Mm. God took care of me yeah Yeah. and so I know he'll do it again and and I was gonna say you know it's been it's been a really long time since I've gone through what I would call a valley experience but I can't say it's necessarily been because bad things haven't happened. It's because I have had years and years of experience of looking back on the things that God has taken care of and has proven his faithfulness and his goodness and, you know, his trustworthiness to me that when I am going through a bad time, I can look back on those things and know that everything's going to be okay. You know, that... um, God will see me through this too. Yeah. Actually, Lacey and I were just talking about that, how I feel mm-hmm. like with where we're at in our finances, um, mm-hmm. I remember talking to Lacey going, you know, I'm not necessarily like discour- like fully discouraged about mm-hmm. where we're at. I feel like with <laughs> with what we've walked through, I think for mm-hmm. the first time maybe in our marriage, I'm able to almost take an external view and kind of look in and go, oh, okay, God's God's doing mm-hmm. something. He's He's going to be doing something. So, rather than focusing on almost like my own woes, exactly to mm-hmm. your point, where it's like I feel like I've walked with Him now long enough, and He's been faithful in that. Really, for the first time in my, for the first time in our marriage, at least, you know, I'm able to take an outside view and go, okay, God's about to show up. Yep. Rather than spiraling, right? Yeah. Um, so with so like, what are some things? Maybe do you remember just in your in your life <clears throat> where do you remember praying for a miracle or praying for X to happen, but that didn't happen, but you know for a fact God answered that prayer. Uh, does that make sense? So, like, uh, like one example you kind of alluded to was you had been praying that, obviously, that you wouldn't get divorced. Mm-hmm. You did. Mm-hmm. But other things, God had answered th- that prayer, um, not to diminish, d- dismiss, or diminish anything, but, like, being able to buy you a Pepsi, being able to buy, right, like those little mm-hmm. things where it's, like, not your big answer to prayer but I guess through your life what are some areas where it's like okay God I'm praying for this thing but Mm -hmm. he answered it 
in other ways. Like, I know one mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, you have a son with a terminal disease. I would assume your prayers, God, you know, take this disease away from him, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, what are those types of things where, in my case, he hasn't taken the disease away? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, yeah, how did God, how did God answer those, though? <clears throat> well, um... How can I say it? I, well, uh, well, okay, like, you know, in regards to the marriage or whatever, I, I always said that, you know, I, I never ever planned on getting married right away or whatever, but then too, I said, I really didn't picture myself in my old age sitting on the rocking chair on the porch just rocking by myself. I pictured... Yeah. There'd be someone, someone there, yeah. you know, yeah. or whatever. But um, <clears throat> as much as I would have liked my first marriage to have been um, restored and everything, yeah. um, just because, you know, I mean, for one sake of the kid, you know, sure. you guys yeah. or whatever, but, you know, keeping the family intact and um, just not liking the, you know, instead of the red A or whatever for adultery, the big black D or whatever on your forehead or (coughs) whatever and stuff. But God has given me a man that I know loves me and takes wonderful care of me. And I mean, you know, I, there's just, I, I just have no doubts at all that yeah. um, I am I'm deeply loved yeah. and cared for, yeah. and um, to me that's been a great blessing in yeah. my life. You know to to experience, be able to experience that yeah. and stuff. And so, um, even though you know I was praying for restoration of marriage and stuff, it's it's kind of like. Um, uh, now I can't think of the Bible verse about the locusts, how God restores, mm. um, you know, what the locust yeah. has eaten yeah. or whatever and stuff. And and he's given me a very wonderful marriage. And and, yeah. and I feel like um, family-wise and stuff, you know, we're blessed. I mean, all you boys have um, taken, you know, him in and accepted him. And that doesn't always happen in all families right. and everything right. and, and stuff. So I feel like God has blessed us. Yeah. Um, and, you know. Um, well, I, I mean, it, to be <laughs> to be fair to him, he's made it really easy. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, well, he's such a great guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, yeah. That's what I mean. He he is. And, and, and yeah. But, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that. And, and that's something I want to praise you kids about because it's it's something that, even though you have a great person, um, sometimes the kids just are not receptive of accepting. You're that. not my real dad. You can't send me it, to my room. Exactly. You know. I mean, yeah. And and so it it works both ways. And I'm sure. just I'm just thankful that it has. So, um, so I don't know if that answers your question or not. Yeah. Oh, as far as like um, praying for that, as far as like your health and. And stuff, yeah. I mean, you know, we prayed for you to, to, um, 
be healed and um and God hasn't healed you but um you know it's sometimes kind of one of those things where it's like you know if if you could go back and redo it all over again would you choose the same path or would you you know choose something different or whatever yeah and <clears throat> I guess because of having lived through it, um, I just know that, I know it's hard to, you know, it's hard, maybe might be hard for you to think, but I think our lives are richer and our faith and trust in God is deeper yeah. as a result of what we've had to live through and experience yeah. in your illness. And, and it's like, um, could have we ever gotten to that point in our spiritual lives without having hmm. gone through that? So if, you know, if you had to choose again, you know, if you could go back and choose again, would you relive this life over or would you yeah. choose something different? Yeah. Um, I would say I'd, I'd choose it again just because... Um, I, I, I guess that's the thing that I think is so neat about God. He, he knows just how to work in each one of our lives in order to help us yeah. in our growth, in our walk with him and stuff. And, and this is what he's chosen. Yeah. And, um, and I think he chooses the things that he, that is allowed. Yeah. <clears throat> um, or, you know, I mean, I think he allows the certain things out of love for us. Mm. Um, you know. Yeah. Do you know what I'm trying yeah. to say? I, yeah. I think, yeah. I, so, I was going to say, so one of the, like, for my own life, um, I think I was, I've told you this, how in 20, 2019, mid-2019 to 2020, you mm -hmm. know, I was I talked about how one of the darkest depressions that I've mm -hmm. gone through but out of that and what God has not to say he did that so that I would have the relationship now right I don't, I don't think he's that type of God I think he definitely redeems and also mm -hmm. um yeah but it, it if someone were to ask me would you go through all of that again for what I would say I, the relationship that I have with him today. Like, right. Right. Like the, the I'm <clears throat> when I like in terms of just my prayer life, I'm able to have a conversation with God. I would say prior to 2019. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I felt led by him. I've, you know, I every once in a while feel like maybe he spoke to me, but <clears throat> I'm at the place now where, I can ask specific questions and almost immediately I get mm -hmm. specific answers, mm -hmm. you know. Now, whether or not 2019, 2020 had to happen for me to get there, I don't know, but that's what it took or that's what happened. And so to go back and say, would I go through that again to have the relationship that I have with God now? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, because it's, it is one of those where I so cherish the relationship that I have with him today. Exactly. It, yeah. It's, 
I guess all that other stuff pales in comparison, you know. Not not to diminish what feelings I had and mm-hmm. all that, but and so same thing with you. You you you're <clears throat> you're faced with. Um, I'll focus. I'll, let's focus on. I guess <laughs> this is gonna sound funny. Let's focus on me and my disease. <laughs> no, I know there's other areas in your life. Okay, mm-hmm. other other things. Um that you walk through, but I guess maybe a, a mutual one. Let's stick mm-hmm. on, on mm-hmm. the mutual one, okay? Dealing with this disease, mm-hmm. cystic fibrosis. So you have a son who's diagnosed with this disease, diagnosed with this terminal disease. Like, what were your thoughts? What were your, I guess, what were your initial responses to that? Well, <laughs> your your diagnosis came how can I say so slow? <laughs> well, it, so that's what I mean. Like maybe, maybe take that, that whole season yeah. of time where from issues with me being born to, to kind of that diagnosis, I guess, where, what were your thoughts in that time period? Um, you know, well, like they'd come in and they'd say, Oh, we think it might be this. And yeah. of course back then, you know, computers weren't all that accessible and stuff. And so we'd go to the medical library and we'd pull out these great big books that the binders were like, <laughs> like about multiple this inches thick. thick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, and we'd pull them out and open <laughs> them up and we'd try to find the words that the doctor said or whatever and we'd read it and it's like, oh, we don't want him to have that, you know, <laughs> and stuff. And then next couple of days, it's like, oh, it's not that, but we think it's this. It's the same thing. We pull out this yeah. book and we'd read it. Oh, we don't want him to have that, yeah. you know, and stuff. And so as time went on, the thing that I've always said was, I think the worst time or worst thing about an illness is that time of the unknown. Mm-hmm. You know there's something wrong. But you don't know what it is. And so you don't know if what you're doing is helping or making it worse. Or, and, and that's one thing I've always, <clears throat> in talking to people who are going through that period of time, yeah. I tell them, I say, this is the worst time for you right now. Yeah. That, that time of the unknown, you know. Once you get a diagnosis and stuff, no matter how bad that diagnosis is, at least, you know, medically and stuff, you know a direction to go in and you know that the doctors are trying to do the best that they can to help you and stuff like that. And you, um, at least you have, you know, kind of a a path to walk down or whatever. Whereas this, that that time of the... Undiagnosis is like you're just stumbling around in the dark, and you know <laughs> you're lost, and you have yeah. no no idea what to do, a clue where to yeah. head, what to, you know, am I turning around? Am I going back in the opposite direction? <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's yeah. I just feel like it's a horrible time. So, and and the thing is, is that they had brought cystic fibrosis up several times, and they had given you the sweat test, but each, you know, like the first time, it came back negative. Yeah. And, you know, so we'd, we'd already read up on it and stuff like that and, and knew that the, you know, longevity of life wasn't very long and stuff. But some of the other things that they'd thrown at us were, you know, if not as bad, worse or, you know, whatever and stuff. And, and then the second one came, 
you know, they did the second test a couple months later, and that, I think, came back on the borderline. Okay. And so by the time the third test came about, you know, with being positive, yeah. I mean, we'd already kind of gone through <laughs> it a couple of times. Right. And so uh, to me, by the time, you know, that third test came and it was positive, it was like, I, I would say for me, it was a big relief. It was mm. like, whew, we finally know what's wrong with him. We finally know what direction we need to go in in yeah. order to, you know, help him and, and yeah. stuff like that. Not to say that it was easy because that first year of your life, you were, um, I want to say six different times. I can't say that six different times you were put on life support. I know you were on life support. But I want to say there are six different times where the doctors had said he wouldn't live through the night. Mm-hmm. And um, that's hard to take. Nobody wants to lose a child, yeah. you know. And so um, those times were hard. And not to say that it would be any easier if we lost you today, yeah, right, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, it, it wouldn't be, it, um, it wouldn't be any easier, but I know for me, my, my one thought, and it, it was a selfish, it was a selfish prayer to God, but, um, I asked him, I said, God, if you're never going to let me see those little legs run, <laughs> I would like you to take him now, you know, and I can remember the first time I saw those little legs run. <laughs> and it was it was just I I, I still have say, little legs. <laughs> <laughs> it it was just a relief to me because I felt like it was God <clears throat> saying to me, you know, no matter what all you go through, everything's gonna be okay. So with um, one of the thoughts I had is with, so with the, like you were saying, you're you're going through this time of not knowing, of questioning, of praying. Mm. And I know, I mean, just from stories that you and dad have told me, you guys had a community of people praying. Mm. And I guess maybe what can it, again, you know, part of it was just for me, but I mean, I know in other times in your life, you've had a community of people praying for whatever mm-hmm. the circumstance was. I guess, how important do you think that is for someone to, for someone's relationship with God mm-hmm. to be healthy, but then for that person to be healthy, to have a community of people around them? And and how did it help you? Well, uh... <clears throat> God made us to be in community, and for my heart just goes out to anyone who is a loner mm-hmm. or whatever, or who doesn't see the need mm-hmm. of of um, community. You know, I just think of Moses with was it Aaron and Joshua mm-hmm. who held his arms up, yeah, and stuff, and it's it's just we. I mean, all of us, all of us go through times of being weak or um, 
we, we just we just can't do it on our own. Yeah. We need those people to come alongside us and and to encourage us and pray for us and mm-hmm. um, and stuff. And it just yeah we. Um, it goes back to God didn't call us to, you know, do it alone. Mm-hmm. He He called us to work together and to, um, well, like in Ecclesiastes, you know, to help a brother up mm-hmm. and and stuff. And and yeah, we need each other. And I yeah, I don't know what we would have done if yeah. it was just. Just ourselves. Well, how did it? So, how did that play out with you guys? Like, what did that look like in terms of inviting other people in? Well, you know, I mean, for one, with um, Larry being a pastor, you know, yeah. you're um, you kind of have a built-in community in your church, but then too, you do have to create that, um, you know, relationship or friendship with people and stuff yeah. too. But I I just think like in the beginning when um, you were hospitalized and then you're home and then you're you know flown back to Anchorage again mm-hmm. and this that and the other I mean if it wasn't for people who came alongside you you had two older mm-hmm. brothers and you know and I can remember times of well it got to the point where I kept a bag packed but yeah. <laughs> in yeah. the beginning you bag. know. Um, <laughs> It, you know, you run you to the hospital or yeah. whatever, and it's like, yep, we got to get him up to Anchorage or, and, and stuff. And it, it's like, you know, I only have a few minutes to go home and throw some stuff in a bag and yeah. try and figure out what are we going to do with your two older brothers. And if it wasn't for people who were willing to say, hey, any time of day or night, yeah, you know, we'll take them and we'll, mm. you know. and how did you, and, But how did you cultivate that? community how do you i guess develop those people that came around you and any time day or night like how did what how did that happen? well for well you have to spend time you know time with them time mm. um and and i think too it, it's people's hearts and and people being open to what god has to say to them and mm. and um you know, God speaking to him about somebody's need or something. Yeah. I mean, you know, there there's times that um, if if people are open to hearing from God, there are times where people are hurting or need something, and you don't have to say a thing. Mm. If if they and their walk with the Lord is where it should be or whatever, God can speak to them. I, you know, I mean, one case in point I, I had, and it's like miracle or blessing or whatever, but Mm -hmm. I I was thinking like when I was pregnant with Jeremy, your oldest brother, um, we didn't have much money and, but we had a lot of potatoes thanks to, (laughs) thanks to Alaska growing crops or whatever (laughs) and stuff. We used to always call it our manna because right. sometimes it was breakfast, lunch, and supper, you know, yeah. we had yeah. our potatoes. And yeah. anyway, we were coming, we had gone to a doctor's appointment, a prenatal, you know, one, and the doctor said that he wanted me to write down everything I ate for the next two weeks. 
And it's like, oh, okay, you know, and as we're leaving the... Yes, exactly. As we're leaving the doctor's office, that's exactly what I said. I said, oh, that's going to look good, my 101 ways of how to prepare potatoes. (laughs) Not potatoes. Sorry. Uh, Potato soup. Yeah. Uh, Mashed potatoes. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Grilled potato. (laughs) Hash browns. Hash browns. Yeah. yeah. Um, Fried potatoes. French fries. Exactly. And I, so I said, oh, that's going to look horrible on this piece of paper because he gave me a paper to write it all down on. And, and um, I said, yeah, it's my diet's going to not look very good. And we drive into our driveway and there's like, Eight bags full of groceries on our doorstep. And, I mean, talk about crying. You know, I mean, it was just, and it's like we had gone straight from the doctor's office to home. Hmm. Nobody knew our situation. Yeah. But yet someone was sensitive Hmm. to hear the word, you know, listen to the Lord. And no, and man, I thoroughly enjoyed writing down <laughs> everything. What? Right. Yeah, everything that I ate—a nice, complete, healthy, not, well-rounded not, meals diet. You know, not one potato just, on the list. <laughs> you know, I yeah. mean, it—it's just things how God God provides, and it's yeah. you know, I mean, not only do you have to take time and build relationships and stuff, but other people need to be sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. To the Lord and listening to him. and Okay, so in situations that we've been in mm-hmm. across the board, whether it's health or finance or whatever, okay, you have people that you're close to who say stupid things, mm-hmm. okay? So, so what, what I'm not talking about are the random people, okay, in your life who, who may say stupid things, right? Whatever. Okay. What I, but what I'm talking about is the people that you know love you, mm-hmm. you know will do anything for you, but say a dumb thing, say something that's discouraging, say something that's not what you would consider what you need at the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? How, I guess, how do you, how do you process through that? Because it, it is people that you know love you. You know they're, they don't, yeah, how, I guess, what are you, what's your process of dealing with people like that where it's, I don't know, yeah, how do you do that? Well, like I said, here again, I, you know, I mean, when some people say things, you know, it depends on your personality again, you know, some fight back right away or, you know, whatever, give them a piece of their mind or whatever. And, and you know me, I, I freeze. So I think through it and process it and stuff like that. Well, I was just telling you just recently about, you know, someone who, you know, said some pretty nasty things (laughs) about me or whatever and stuff. And, um, And so I, I take time to process it. You know, yeah. it takes several days. Sometimes it'll be a week or whatever and stuff. But I, I think in the most part, well, okay, you know, I, you have to weigh it. You have to weigh it. Okay, God, is this, 
are you using them to speak to an area in my life mm. that needs, okay. you know, to be corrected or whatever? Yeah. Um, you know, even though you think at the time it's like, oh, they're way off sure. base yeah. or whatever yeah. and stuff like that. But, you know, take time to um, weigh it. Yeah. And um, if there's some truth or whatever in it, to to accept it and work work on whatever. Um, but then other times, I would say just accept it for what it is that those people are speaking out of a place of hurt. Hmm. And because um, you and, can't you can't break relationship off with break off relationship with anyone who says. Yeah. Dumb things, right? I mean, like, you'll have no no friends. Right. Because all my friends say stupid things. Yeah. I, I mean, never, I never yeah, and, and, and I know I know I have it. <laughs> oh, times, right, right. You well, know? that's the I thing, mean, right? Because like, even in our own self, when we try to offer <laughs> offer an encouragement, something mm-hmm. like, I, I've stuck my foot in my mouth, mm-hmm. like, so many times. But that's what I mean is, like, I, <laughs> I feel like sometimes, especially if you just carry a fence... It's easy to just be like, okay, nope, not gonna hang out with them anymore. Okay, I'm done. Like, nope. But that, and that's why I mean, is like, not not the stranger, not the person who just kind of one-offs something. Mm-hmm. You, you don't really have investment, right? Like right. in that relationship. I'm talking about the people that are close to you, because um, I I I think you're absolutely right that it's so vital to work through stuff and not not invest more time into an offense than what is valid, right? Right, right. And so that's what I mean by the people that you know love you, the people that you know, like you said, Mm. the importance of community. Well, in community is always the opportunity for offense. Mm -hmm. I I think it's one of the Psalms where it says, uh, uh, a stall that has no oxen stays clean, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I have a very clean stall. And also, but I'm you're getting, also sitting there all alone by yourself. You're and, not doing anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not productive. Right. And so I think that's the thing is recognizing. Okay, obviously in community, you're gonna have mess. Mm-hmm. But also in community, <clears throat> like you were saying, is you have these these group of this group of people who care for you, who sacrifice for you, and it's and it's. It's a community, so it's, well, one person might be going through feast, another might be going mm-hmm. through famine, and then vice versa, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. you're constantly in this moving organism of, oh, okay, hey, I can help you. Oh, mm-hmm. I need help now, yeah. you know? And and even the help might exchange one way financially, but then the other way emotionally, like, mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Does that make sense? Well, I was going to say you're physically or whatever. I I guess I'm thinking like in our small group, um, you know, we have some wealthy people and Mm -hmm. then we have some that aren't so wealthy or whatever. But like um, one of the couples in our small group are in their 80s. Yeah. And they're wealthy. They're well-to-do. But um, they um, live in one of these beautiful old houses or whatever which has no air conditioning because it's you know water well it's that 
Well, you know, like we had the one house with the coiled water. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, I, I know what you're talking about. I forget what yeah, they're called. I, I, I know. That's what I'm trying. I, I want to say water baseboard, and that's not no, it. The, no, no, um, no. Register the, big, the big registers. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so there's no way for an air conditioner in yeah. in a situation like that. So they have to use air conditioners in their windows. Mm. Mm-hmm. And even though, yes, they're wealthy and they could pay some handyman to come and put in their air conditioners and stuff. It's like to find someone who will take 15, 20 minutes out of their day to stick some air conditioners in a window, right, you know? Right. Anyway, last year, um, you know, come June or whatever, um, we were talking to him on the phone, and, and we knew a heat wave was coming. Mm. And um, they just happened to mention something about they hadn't gotten their air conditioners in yet. And so I said to Rich, I said, oh, Rich, I said, they they need those air conditioners yeah. in. They, yeah. And even though it was like a 45-minute drive to get to their house, we hopped in the car and we went in and, you know, and did their air conditioners. Yeah. And they were so thankful for it. I mean, you know, it, you know, it's, it's helping someone physically, yeah. you know, meeting yeah. a physical need or whatever. Yeah. Well, so this year the same thing happened, but because of Rich's surgery and stuff, obviously he couldn't do it. Well, we were driving around with some friends of ours, and, and um, I said, hey, Bob, how do you feel like doing some manual labor for... Uh, next half hour or something like that because we were like within blocks of their house. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm up to it. Why? What do you have in mind? And I said, well, there's a couple, you know, near here that we know that um, needs air conditioners put in their window. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I hadn't talked to them at the time, but I thought, okay, it's the 1st of June. <laughs> heat's right. coming. Right. You know, I wonder if they've gotten anyone to do it yet. Right. And so I told Rich, I said, would you mind swinging by their house and seeing if they have their air conditioners in? And yeah. no, they didn't. And so um, they were out in their yard. And, and so we drove up. And, of course, they're, you know, happy to see us and everything. And I said, <laughs> yeah, I said, I broke Bob here into helping, having me. You know, I said, I'm, I'm helping, too. Yeah, yeah. But I thought he and I, since Rich can't. Yeah. I thought he and I could help put you yeah. guys. They were so thankful that, you know, here out of the blue, right. you know. And and there, again, where I feel like the prompting of the Lord, they hadn't asked anyone. They hadn't, you know. But it was almost that perfect timing and, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, so the Lord laid it on my heart to to go see if they needed help or whatever. And, right. You know, and, yeah, they've mentioned it several times mm. how thankful they were that, you know, I think that's, we had thought of them. I think that's so important to take those moments where you're like, oh, that's just, that's a crazy thought. Yeah. Right? Like that, that's a simple yeah. thought. Ah, oh, that's crazy. But no, what if, what if we were to actually pay attention to that and go, wait, maybe this is God speaking to me to meet someone else's mm-hmm. need. And I think we kind of get maybe pigeonhole ourselves as in into no, I only help people this way, or I only do this for people. Mm. When, um, yeah, it's it's like, wait, wait, wait. What is it that God's asking me to do right now? It mm. may not be this. It may actually be, you know, may not be financial. Maybe it's physical, or 
maybe you're someone who helps physically, but in this moment, you need to be an emotional help, right? Right. Just sit right. and, yeah. and be mm-hmm. with someone. And I don't. And, and then for some of us, maybe we're service people. We do things for people. But then over here, God's saying, hey, I want you to give extravagantly to this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Like mm-hmm. all, all of these pull us out of our comfort. These, our ruts that we get. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, I think, exactly to your, to your point of being able to be led by the Holy Spirit for that person, for that moment, for mm-hmm. the need that they mm-hmm. have. And, and recognizing, okay, it may not necessarily be how I am gifted. And also, it may be exactly how I'm gifted, right? Like, mm-hmm. don't pigeonhole yourself, you know. Right. That. Yeah. Yeah. So be good. be open, open to whatever. And, yeah. Yeah. And um, obedient. Right. You know, to those little promptings. Like, like you said, you, you know, you may have that prompting, mm-hmm. but you're like, ah, you know, you might poo-poo do it or, or whatever yeah. and stuff. But, um if you follow that, yeah. you know, and then maybe you'll see that, oh, that was the Holy Spirit prompting yeah. me or whatever. Well, you know what's interesting is so I'm, I don't fancy myself as someone who makes friends easily. Mm-hmm. Like it takes me a while. It's interesting the last year, uh, the people who I would consider my friends have been people. I've intentionally gone out of my own comfort zone to do mm-hmm. stuff with or mm-hmm. to do stuff for. They've really been like started like they've really started to be some of my closer friends. But again, I, I think that's the thing is me, I'm expecting in my line of things that I'm doing in my day or week, mm-hmm. okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna find the friends in that. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and f- I mean, for the longest time, I might have one or two, maybe. But in the last year, God's been kind of forcibly having me do things I'm not super excited about. But I'm finding more friends mm-hmm. in those things. And so I don't know, like for, you know, people like me who who. And, and it's, you know, like you're saying, in small groups, but being able to kind of branch out of those areas that you're comfortable in, and you never know, you might find people that you're, mm-hmm. hey, I actually enjoy that person. I like hanging out with them. And, and yeah, you might be doing mutual things that they help you for, you help mm-hmm. them for, but recognizing, oh, and I, and also... I actually enjoy them. I yeah. want to hang out with them yeah. outside of helping each other, you know. Well, I I think yeah. sometimes we tend to, you know, like they they talk about boxing God in. Mm-hmm. I think we tend to box our um I don't know if you want to say friends, or like relationships. Or, yeah, relationships yeah. or whatever of, you know, hanging out with them because okay, you guys have the same things that you like to do or whatever and stuff like that. <laughs> these are these are our game friends. These yeah. are our church friends. These yeah. are our whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, but then you look at this group over here and it's like, ah, I have nothing in common with them. I, mm-hmm. you know, stay away from them or whatever and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that may be the group of people who God's yep. leading yep. you to, because for one, you may be able to minister to them. For two, they may be able to minister to you. And instead of, you know, preconceived ideas right. or, uh, <laughs> um, Oh, there's another word I was thinking of. I can't think of it right now, but all I can think of is, you know, 
boxing the possibilities yeah. in instead of being open and um, receptive to yeah. whatever. And and if you're not open and receptive to it, who knows how many blessings you may have missed out on, yeah. you know, exactly. as a result of it. So anyway. It's a good moment. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for talking with me. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. it. Well, I enjoyed it. It was good. One of the few times you talked to me. No, I'm just oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I only have yeah. to get you on my podcast to, to have a conversation. It's good to know. Oh, we've had conversations. I'm messing with you. I know I'm you kidding. are. I know. Just remember, I'm your favorite son. Okay. <laughs> You're expecting a comeback on that one, aren't you? No, because I know I'm your favorite son. <laughs> That's okay. You can think that way if you want to. <laughs> okay. Goodbye.